Are you interested in hiring a PA or NP? Or are you a PA or NP looking for a job? The important elements of job seeking and recruiting physician assistants and nurse practitioners. You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre, your host, and with me today is Bill Fields. Bill is the founder of PA World and NP World, one of the largest online job and advocacy sites for advanced practice clinicians. Today we are discussing the important elements of job seeking and recruiting physician assistants and nurse practitioners. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lisa. Bill, six days a week, 84,000 medical professionals receive a daily email from you. Chances are that many of our listeners have hired someone or found employment on your site. Tell us the motivation behind starting the PA World website. Well, my daughter is a physician assistant, and when she was thinking of going to school and then after she graduated, we started trying to find information on the web, and we found that there was very little available. So as we started collecting information, her colleagues and friends asked for copies, and from there it's just grown unbelievably large. How about NP World? When did that begin and what was the motivation for it? Well, Karen helped me design posters for physician assistants for their PA day. And it was so widely popular that she thought she'd like to do it also for her NP colleagues. So we made the posters for them and it just exploded from there. They wanted more information. They wanted more help in job searches. And so NP World was born and now between the two of them, You know, we're emailing thousands of people a day, jobs all over the country and actually all over the world. You also do a lot of advocacy work on your website. Tell us about that. Well, as you know, the medical profession is basically a combat sport. We have tremendous pressures in terms of budgets and professional territories. And so one of the things that PA World and NP World does is try to speak up for physician assistants and also for nurse practitioners. We're able to say things that their national organizations may not say or cannot say. So we say the things that communities need to understand about the level of expertise in medical provisions. They're medical providers, and in that sense, they are income generators. And so hospitals and clinics are discovering that these kind of medical experts are very much needed and very cost-effective. And so we try to get that message out to as many people and as many countries as possible. There's so much misunderstanding about the physician assistant and the nurse practitioner professions and and how they fit into the medical model. If I'm interested in hiring a PA or NP, what do I need to know about utilizing them properly? It does go back to the concept of their providers, just like doctors. And so with proper coding of the different services that they provide, they will generate income for your establishments, but they cost less. So you get the same medical excellence that MDs give because they work in conjunction with MDs, but you're paying out less in terms of actual overhead and expenses. Have you seen with your website a shift where people are understanding the PAs and NPs more? I think so. And because of the Internet, I think we're seeing a real groundswell in terms of people looking to NPs and PAs for help in their staffing needs. And with the Internet, all of a sudden you now have a global outreach and ability to communicate to 
as you heard, thousands of people. So they're looking, and when states change their laws, for example, Indiana and Ohio recently changed their laws for prescription privileges for PAs, that instantly opens the market even greater. Let's talk about salaries for a minute. The average salary reports that are published really don't seem to reflect what PAs and MPs are earning. They seem pretty low. How do you feel about that? Well, I think the way that they collect data, there's two basic thrusts as I understand it. Most of the data that's collected is already a year to two or three years old. So that would be part of it. Another part is is that, again, it goes back to this contact sport idea that you have these tremendous budget issues that are going on. And so it's almost a negotiating format in which the practice is trying to get the NP or PA as cheap as possible. And, of course, the NP and PA are trying to be treated right in their profession. So with that dynamic, you're finding a lot of conflict over what salaries really are. But I have found a website called salary.com, and I have found that their information seems to be as update as possible and uh, pretty accurate. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and I'm speaking with Bill Fields, the founder of PA World and NP World, one of the largest online job and advocacy sites for advanced practice clinicians. And we're discussing the important elements of job seeking and recruiting of physician assistants and nurse practitioners. We're talking about salaries. Bill, do you see differences regionally in salaries for PAs and NPs? Yeah, I think it might even be more specific to states. You'll have New York and uh, Southern California, Texas, Florida, Illinois. These are your major states where you'll find that advanced practice clinicians are being hired in droves. In fact, it's now a provider market. There's less providers and there's a bigger market than they can fill. And it's going to get even worse in terms of the need. Certainly we see in the medical establishment the need for as many practitioners as possible and the growth with the walk-in clinics and the urgent cares. There's just more slots and also the cost of living. So when you're talking about New York or Southern California, I'm seeing salaries being offered benefit packages in the 100-plus areas more than I have in the six years we've been doing this. And I've seen uh, several in the 200,000-plus area. Are there differences between PA and NP salaries? They're coming much closer, and part of that has to do with NPs come from the nursing model and the strength of what a nurse practitioner has represented in the medical community. But now the PAs are becoming more understood and more utilized. I think those salaries are coming pretty close. One of the things that we've also witnessed is that I send out jobs to doctors, and I've seen quite a few primary care, family care, doctors earning in the 130s, 140s. So with these walk-in clinics, you're going to find that MPs and PAs are going to start seeing compensation packages that will rival MDs. I think there's a chance in a couple of years now that the doctors are wanting to start their own clinics and the hospital systems are starting their own clinics. 
I think you're going to see those two groups come closer salary-wise. All right, let's get a little more specific. Let's say I'm a new graduate, I'm a PA. What are reasonable salary expectations for me? And is there a large difference in whether I go into primary care versus specialty care? Well, certainly there are those who try to get a PA on the cheap. And I think you have to watch out for those people because it's not a case of education. It's a case of management. But for the most part, when you're looking about Florida, as an example, you can think in terms of ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 less than if you were going to be a new grad, say, in Texas or California. Part of the salary for the new grads versus, say, grads that are two years in, you're probably looking in the sixty-five to 75000 a year. And if you're talking about specialty versus general, you're talking cardiothoracic, being quite high, neuro quite high, ortho is pretty high now, dermatology is the big thing now, and those are definitely where you're talking about the 10, 15, 20,000 more than being in primary care. How about a PA or NP that has years of experience? Experience has its place. It can get you into some doors where they really need well-defined abilities and expertise, but it doesn't really help much in terms of the salary. You can find some of those, it goes back to the specialty situation, where years of experience would make a difference. But one of the dynamics of being a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant is that there's limitations as to what they can do. An example would be my daughter's doctor, that colleague, she's in orthopedic surgery, his statement to her is that she's almost doing everything he's doing, but reimbursement's not going to pay for her expertise regardless of years. So you're looking at Medicare, Medicaid, hospital systems, insurance plans are going to set the limits to just how much they're willing to pay regardless of experience. What should a PA or NP look for in a practice when interviewing for a job? Well, wow, that's a tough one. I go back to the statement of it being a team And part of the dynamics that I've seen is that a recruiter will be able to woo them and invite them, and then they get into a system that just eats them alive. So when you're looking for a practice, you have to look for who's been there before. Do they understand what they're hiring? Are they willing, in terms of their physician staff, to utilize them as their full capabilities or Do they have a history of great turnover? There's some places, hospital systems, that hire new grads and burn them out in two years, and then they move on, and then they hire the next rotation. So you're looking at a lot of dynamics that says it can be a great recruiter in a terrible system. You can have a a system that's so out of whack because of budgetary constraints and, and other dynamics that the people are great people, but the situation is bad. And then the other is, is what is going on in your own abilities, what is going on in your own desires in terms of a profession and what you want to contribute to the medical need. What questions should the potential employer be asking and what should they be looking for in an NP or a PA? I have an answer about that, but most people don't ask these kinds of questions or don't look in these terms. But you're looking at a person and the person needs to be understood in terms of their strengths and weaknesses in terms of how they will fit in the team, how they will be able to relate to stress and pressures. Another dynamic even goes back to the salary issue that says, what other skills does this provider have 
that might benefit our practice. In Karen's case, my daughter, she's able to set up outside dynamics and expressions into the high schools and the surrounding areas. And so as a marketing person and an advertising person, she has brought a lot of attention to her practice. So when they're looking for a PA, you're not only looking for medical skills, and then you have some stars. You have some people that are particularly good at cardio or neuro or ortho. So you have to decide, do you really have a practice that that star can grow in, or are they going to get dissatisfied after a year or two? Thank you, Bill, for coming on the show. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library in on-demand podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is Elizabeth McNally. I am a professor of medicine and human genetics at the University of Chicago Medical Center, and you are listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.